Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to the Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Okay, okay. I've got BJ Reigns. He covers Boise State. Why am I bringing BJ on? Well, he's the guy with uh, Boise State. He is uh, covering that program. Bronco Nation News is the media outlet that uh, that he uh, publishes with. Um, there's a couple reasons I want to talk to BJ. One, Oregon State potentially announcing the scheduling partnership, the Pac-2 maybe scheduling some of the Mountain West Conference teams. Uh, I, wanna, I want BJ's assessment of what that could mean, what could be uh, going into that. Secondarily, the report this morning, I wrote it at johnconzano.com, it, it appears that Oregon is talking to Boise State about potentially backing out of or buying their way out of or trading their way out of the September 14th game next season. Boise State's supposed to come to Autzen Stadium 2025. The Ducks are supposed to go back. That's a big game for Boise State. It's a Big Ten Conference team. Nothing finalized, but uh, we'll get the latest on, like, from Boise State's standpoint, why would they be interested in doing that? B.J. Reigns joining us now. B.J., thank you for your patience. Um, first, let's start with the coaching search. Andy Avalos is out. Any sense on what went wrong for Andy at Boise State? Oh, man, not sure where to, where to begin on that. Uh, I mean, it was the perfect hire at the time. Everybody loved it. He was a former player, a legend. I mean, everybody just thought it was the perfect hire, but it just never worked out for whatever reason. He had some... Uh, game management issues there were some various uh, things during games that, that didn't work out um, there were some issues within the locker room uh, you know for whatever reason just never got it going there and they've had two of the three worst seasons basically that Boise State's had in the last 30 years uh, under Andy and so just never got it going I was still surprised a lot of the boosters liked him a lot of the people that uh, have the ear of the athletic director really liked them so I thought maybe after the season there'd be a chance but you had a, a player transfer a star wide receiver transfer with three games left you had a, an incident with a, a staffer uh, getting fired by Andy uh, where there was an altercation last week. So just some stuff was starting to happen. I think there was some folks really uh, just uh, not loving the behind the scenes the way things were going. And uh, the athletic director heard all he needed to hear and, and made the switch really surprisingly, almost stunningly, uh, right after a 30-point win uh, the next morning. So, um, yeah, it was surprising, but really haven't heard which direction they might go yet. I mean, I know everyone wants to throw out Kellen Moore's name and Chris Peterson. It's the same names every time. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's a, a the defensive coordinator on staff, Spencer Danielson, I think is going to get a real look, and I think he'd be a great hire. But it just depends how much of a splash the athletic director wants to make. And, and frankly, I mean, this job probably isn't quite as appealing as it was a couple of years ago. They've had a couple of tough seasons. But, again, with a 12-team playoff starting, all you got to do is win, be the top group of five team to get in that. And with the transfer portal and everything else, I mean, you could uh, – really put yourself in contention for that next year if you're able to make a couple of big additions in the portal and things like that. So I still think it's somewhat of an attractive job, but probably not where it was three, four, five years ago. But I know there'll be a lot of people interested in it for sure. Brian Harson uh, popped into my head, and I, I can't be alone. Does he get a sniff here, or is uh, does that is there no going home? He's still living in Boise, never sold his house. So uh, I think he probably would be interested in that. I don't know if uh, the fan base would be super uh, excited about that. I mean, I think people took him for granted a little bit. I mean, um, they, they lost some games and stuff, but you look up and they were still having 10-win seasons almost every year. His last full season there before COVID, they went 12-2. and two. 
uh, lost to Coach Pete in his last game in the Vegas Bowl. I mean, he was a heck of a coach and won a lot of games, but I know he kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. And um, I think once Avalos started to struggle, people were like, man, maybe Brian Harson wasn't that bad. Um, but I, I would be surprised if they go in that direction. Um, I think Brian Harson would be a perfect candidate down at San Diego State. Uh, I would keep an eye on San Diego State for Brian Harson. I think he'd be a perfect candidate down there. I think he could have a lot of success down there. Um, I'm not saying no for sure to Boise State, but I would be a little surprised. But I, I do think Brian Harson wants to coach again. I had him on my show a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's relaxed and, and refreshed and rejuvenized, and I do think he wants to coach. I think he would be interested in Boise State. I'm not sure that would be a big enough, you know, that the fan base would take him back for, for round two. But, again, if they strike out on some of their other candidates, they could do a lot worse than Brian Harson for sure. Let's talk a little bit about the Mountain West Conference in Oregon State and Washington State, potentially the scheduling partnership. How is that playing in, in the Mountain West footprint? Well, I mean, I think whole, going down to the seven conference games is a little odd. I mean, um, they would obviously have to redo the entire Mountain West schedule. Um, and, you know, with the playoffs starting next year, I do think there's implications to that because Boise State's, you know, current schedule next year, they don't play Air Force, they don't play Fresno State, they don't play San Diego State. So uh, Boise State was feeling pretty good about the schedule and mm. having a chance, like I said, compete for that uh, spot in the playoff next year. Um, I think it's solid. I mean, you're adding quality games into the conference. I think that most people would just like to bring Oregon State and Washington State into the conference as a I don't think they understand kind of why they need to redo their entire Mountain West schedule just to play them, but then have it not count for anything. Um, but if there's money involved in things and it works out financially, uh, I think it makes you know some sense for, for these teams. You get to add five more, six quality games onto your schedule. Um, but there would obviously be a lot that has to happen with the, the redoing the schedules and all that. Um, some teams are already playing one of those teams, like Boise State's already playing Oregon State, so then they would just play Washington State now. So I think overall it's been – uh, a positive, and it's only for two years, and then you see what happens. But I think some people just would rather say, hey, we either join our league or don't, and, and uh, you know, but, but we'll see at this point. Yeah, I, I get it from Oregon State and Washington State standpoint. It solves a problem, right? Gives them six games to fill in their schedule, keeps them on the western part of the United States, gives them a little taste of the Mountain West. They can sample it a little bit and see if it's, you know, do they really want to join in two years. But there, there's a risk here that they don't join that they just say, hey, it's just a two-year thing, and then they look to try to get to the Big 12 or somewhere else? Or do they come after some of the top Mountain West Conference schools? Now, you tell me. You know that conference better than anybody, BJ. Would there be an appetite with maybe the top six teams of those at that conference saying, you know what, we'd like to break away. We'd like to, um, you know, be away from maybe uh, New Mexico and San Jose State and – it would Colorado State, Air Force, Boise State, Fresno State, UNLV, would those schools want to maybe, um, would they be eyeing a uh, this as an opportunity? Yeah, I think depending on what it looked like and how many teams it included, I think the Pac-12 name still carries some weight. Uh, I think if they could build it into a strong enough conference that, um, you know, would, would still be a, a national uh, conference, so to speak, maybe not quite in that Power 4, Power 5 level, but if they could uh, easily make it the top group of five uh, league and, and keep the name and keep some of that money and the revenue that comes with it, I mean, sure, I, I think there would be some, some appetite there. I think it all comes down to, to finances. But, yeah, if you could take, a, a, you know, a San Diego State and a UNLV and Boise State and some of the schools, I think certainly that would make a lot of sense. I mean, uh, 
Wyoming and, and New Mexico and, and Utah State and some of these schools that you would feel sorry for, where they just don't bring a lot to the table. Hawaii is in the league for football, and that's just usually nothing more than a painful, painful road trip that messes with your schedule that you have to go play in Hawaii. So, um, yeah, if they could get eight or ten teams, I know there might be a provision in the contract that they can't take some of the teams. They would have to take all the teams. Maybe that would just be during the two-year period. Um, I don't know how that would get you know played out in terms of the paperwork and the legality part of that. But, uh, yes, I think if it was a improved league, if it improved their chances of, you know, getting to the, the college football playoff and things like that, and there's more money involved, it all comes down to money, as we know. But if it was better financially, I certainly think schools like Boise State would have to take a hard look at that. We're talking to B.J. Reigns. He is with Bronco Nation News. He's got his finger on the pulse at Boise State. Um, you know, there's obviously a season that needs to be finished here, but, the, you know, this morning I reported that Oregon is at least talking with Boise State about potentially getting out of that game next season, maybe the first two years of that three-year deal that they had with Boise State. Well, how do you? How complex is that in your world? Because I think there's mixed feelings here. Some of the Oregon State fans don't want to play that Civil War game, but it looks like Oregon's at least exploring that opportunity, and that September 14th date appears to be the only date that they're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, there's, it, it, it's kind of complex from a different le- couple levels on the Boise State side. Uh, first of all, Boise State had to cancel a 2020 home game against Florida State because of COVID. They canceled a Michigan State game uh, because they had to get out of that series for some reason. Uh, they canceled a Houston home game for next year already because – uh, Houston didn't have enough games being in the Big 12 or had too many games. So Boise State has lost a lot of marquee home games over recent years, and fans are pretty ticked off about it. So I think any part of this needs to include a rescheduling of the 2025 game if it can't happen. Uh, I think the AD would just be raked over the coals if they were to just get rid of the, the of Oregon coming to Boise. That was the game they were originally supposed to have their new north end zone project done for. That's still the goal. Um, they're, 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 there's been a lot of – focus in Boise on that 2025 uh, game being kind of a huge game for this program. So first of all, I don't think, you know, maybe they push it back to 26, 27, 28, but I think a Oregon home game in Boise uh, has to happen as part of this deal. I cannot see them just ripping up the first few years and saying, okay, we'll just make it a one-off in 26 or 20 and come to come to Austin Stadium. I, I just don't see that happening unless there's a lot of money uh, exchanging hands. So if it's financially worth it for Boise State, and they can go, you know, maybe, but I just I want to throw that out, that part out there first. The yeah. fans would be really mad, and I think I think the athletic director is cognizant of that part of it. So I believe there will be some element of a home game in Boise with Oregon at some point during this uh, process. But with that said, the 2024 schedule is pretty hard for Boise State. They already play Oregon State. Now they're going to be playing Washington State. Um, I mean, you're try- they're trying to make the playoff next year. Like, you don't need to play, you know, three quote-unquote power five games, or you don't need to play Oregon and Oregon State and Washington State in the non-conference. So uh, I think it would ease up Boise State's 2024 schedule I- with a new coach coming in next year. Like, just on the surface, getting rid of next year's game, I don't think would be that opposing, you know, of, uh, you know, of an issue to Boise State. I think they'd be okay with that if they made some money, whether it was the – uh, help bring in another team. They already have an FCS team on the schedule in Portland State, so they would have to try to go find somewhat of a decent opponent. You know, you're not to want to come in and play them. So I think that is part of it: is who can they get to replace them? They already have an FCS game; they're not going to get another one. That makes it tougher, I think, in terms of who they can go find. But I think they would do the one in 24. I think they'd be willing to talk. They'd be willing to help them out if they get enough money out of it, and they can still get another game, and it eases their schedule, another home game out of it, especially. 
and ease the ease the uh, scheduling, I think that's something they would look at. But like I said, if it's a two-year thing with 25, there's going to be more to it than that because I don't think Boise State's going to give up that home game very easily. B.J. Reigns, Bronco Nation News, is with us. B.J., um, before I let you go here, just the Mountain West in general, the expanded playoff, I think, was viewed by the group of five conferences as a real opportunity to get involved in the playoff. You hadn't had an opportunity before. Um, the the idea that, you know, Boise State, Fresno State have played at the top of that conference, but here comes Oregon State into the conference, and Oregon State's saying we're going to continue to fund like we're a power five. Um, you know, how how good could that conference be? And it, is the conference champion in the Mountain West in most years going to get a berth? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, obviously for the next couple of years, we'll see if they change the 6-plus-6 six six format and or when they go to the 5-plus-7. But, yeah, I think the Mountain West, with all the defections uh, from the American going to the Big 12, I think the Mountain West is really set up in most years. This year's a little bit different, you know, but you see UNLV now coming on. Uh, you see what Fresno has been doing. I still think San Diego State, you know, can get it going there at some point. You've got Boise State. I mean, I still think there's enough teams. I mean, uh, even Air Force at one point was kind of that projected team this year before dropping a couple games. So I think the Mountain West is a quality conference. If they're able to add in, you know, an Oregon State, a Washington State, add to the strength of schedule, add some quality games, there is no reason why the Mountain West couldn't be that extra league. I mean, it's either them or the American. I mean, nothing against the Sun Belt Conference USA. They just can't compete with the Mountain West. And so I think most years that's what it's going to come down to. And if you know, hey, we just got to win our conference and we're getting in, I think you welcome that challenge of Oregon State and Washington State. You add them to your league and you take your chances with that. And I, I think that uh, it's a really exciting uh, exciting proposition for, for the Mountain West. And so um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think they'd like that. For, like I said, some fans are like, you know, I've heard from some fans they don't want to play them for this two-year scheduling thing because they're like, hey, you either want to join our league or you don't. But I think this is a good two-year thing. Get the relationship going with them and see what happens. And, and uh, I think they're perfect fits. I think they make a lot of sense. They make the league stronger. I mean, you know, may, you may know more than me, but I'm, I'm curious what happens with basketball. What happens with these yeah. other sports? Like, well, where is the Oregon State basketball team going to go for the next two years if they try to keep this uh, pack, pack two together? I think they, they feel like a perfect uh, fit in the, in the Mountain West more than – you know, maybe even if you want to say it more than football. So I'm curious on the other sports what happens, yeah. but I think it makes a lot of sense for these these uh, teams in this league to get together. Yeah, I think the other sports are mostly going to be included. I do think, like, baseball probably looking at the Big West instead of uh, the Mountain West. But I, I think that, you know, as I talk to uh, sources in the Mountain West Conference offices, BJ, I'm being told that, it includes more than football. They're talking about some other things. BJ, I really appreciate you giving us your time and your expertise. And uh, uh, I, I expect we're going to see a lot of you next year in <laughs> Corvallis and uh, possibly see you on that blue field. So I appreciate you joining us. Looking forward to it. Always enjoy it. I've enjoyed both the trips to those places. and Looking forward to it. And uh, always happy to come on anytime with you. Take care, man. All right. BJ Reigns, there he goes with uh, Bronco Nation News. Uh, Stephen, we are... Broadcasting at Killer Burger in West Lynn today. Good crowd here. I love it. Uh, a lot of people are entered to win uh, the Blazers, Clippers, courtside seats. We've got WWE Raw tickets that are being uh, 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 raffled off. I was going to say auctioned. Raffled off as well. Make sure if you're here at the Killer Burger that you uh, fill out a raffle ticket. You don't need to be present to win, but you need to be present to stick it into the box and write your name on the back of the ticket. So if you're anywhere nearby... Pop by Killer Burger in West Lynn. We will be here till 6 o'clock. Don't show up at 6.01 and try to 
enter to win. That's We're going to raffle that ticket off. We're going to draw somebody's name right at 6 o'clock, right on the buzzer. So uh, make sure that you, you stop by here and get that ticket in and enjoy a great burger. I, I, like, the, uh, I like the classic burger. So good. Did you have a burger already? I haven't had one yet. I'm I'm, I'm kind of waiting for after the show so I can really yeah. enjoy it because I don't want to I don't want to just stuff it down my yeah. face. Anna, I've done that before. It's, it's yeah. not good. Anna asked me that. She says, "Should should I get you a burger?" And I was like, "It's going to be hard for me because then it's sitting in front of me, but I can't eat it." Well, and then you're I'm talking. Yeah, and then you're talking to people, yeah. and then you got food all over your face. Like you got yeah. you got you to focus yeah. on this. You've burger. seen me eat. I have. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I heard from Anna too. <laughs> there you go. Um, hey, real real quick, uh, you know, you've got your kids here. Yeah, you know, tell me, I don't get to meet these guys. Yeah, I'm putting him to work. I'm uh, actually sending yeah. Lincoln out, and he's giving out raffle tickets to people. Nice. So, uh, you know, he's he's our intern. And Lincoln's now. the uh, card collector. He is. I know. What is he into? What is he collecting? He's into uh, basketball cards. You yeah. Know, he loves Anthony Simons, so okay. he, he's into him. Uh, Shaden Sharp, all all the Blazers, basically. You know, I've, I've taught him to be a Blazer fan. For better or worse. Yeah, you're a good dad. Thank you. You, you know, and you got to be loyal. Get it on the ground floor, yeah. like I said earlier. You know, buy stock now, so when they're good, you're like, yeah, yeah. I was in when they were bad. Uh, and I also think, yeah, because he could say, I'm not a bandwagon fan. Right. Like, 20 years from now when they win a championship. Right. Like that's Sco- what it's going to take. If Scoot Henderson's really good, be like, look, I was here when he was a rookie. Yeah. You know. Well, he's a card collector. He's collecting all these newfangled... You know, refractors and prism and parallels, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't even understand what's going on. I you mean, got it right. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, right I don't really understand it. I don't. I don't you really know? either. It's uh, it takes it takes a while. I'll tell you what, I, it's but, a lot of research. But I I'm collecting like the vintage stuff, the old stuff. That's still got a market. I'll tell it you does. What. It does. But now I can't touch it. I can't. You no, know, because it might like disintegrate. All, yeah. So it's all in. You know, it's all uh, been graded, Ooh. and it's been put away. There you go. You know? That's like uh, kids' college funds, then, hopefully. Uh, no. No, not that much? If one of them shows interest, <laughs> I need them to show a little interest in this stuff. All right. So do you take him, like, to the card shop? Is that, like, an outing you guys do? He's yeah. Got, he, he's uh, nodding yes. I mean, he he could go there every single day. I have to, like, you know, shut it down and be yeah. like, you know what, let's, let's try to go, you know, once every two weeks or if there's, like, a card do show. You, do you do a thing in your family, like, where he has chores, and then if he does them, he gets to buy a pack? I wish. No? You just working free? You know, we need to have a conversation. Yeah, see, John's going to put you. That's why I'm putting him to work right now. He's handing out tickets. <laughs> He's working free. He's got to Well, you need to put a roof over his head. That, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you know. so there's earn that. Your, earn your keep, Lincoln. Let's go. All right, we've got so much more ahead. Uh, we're going to play Punch It Audio coming up. Again, we're, at, we're in West Lynn, Oregon, the mean streets. Uh, we're at Killer Burger. We're here till 6 o'clock. Stop by, enter to win Blazers, Clippers tickets, WWE Raw tickets. We've got some giveaways. We've got some swag. Stop by. Give us a fist bump and say hi. (laughs) Okay, I remembered what uh, we disagreed on earlier today. Okay? We're driving in middle of the day, and uh, Anna makes this comment. She's looking up at the leaves that are on the trees, and she's saying, "Is it? what did you say? Look how colorful it is. Look at how colorful it is. And then my train of thought was like an old person. My train of thought was, <laughs> I don't really notice the leaves. I don't really stop. I'm not that kind of person where I'm looking around. I look up at the leaves and go, "It's really pretty." I don't do that. Yeah. I don't. But you went think, a step further. Yeah, because I grew up a little bit rural and we had leaves. Yeah. And so it's not a big deal that the leaves are changing on the trees. So not only did you. So, not agree with me. You were like, 
Well, isn't this what's supposed to happen? Like, yeah. it's fall, the leaves change right. color, and then they fall off, and it gets ugly, and then in the spring, pretty, everything gets back. pretty again. This is how it works. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not really giving credit to Mother Nature. This is She's doing what she's supposed to do right now. <laughs> and I get, but I, my other thought was like, is that going to, I literally said to you, I said, is this what you're going to be thinking about, like, in your final days? Will you be thinking, you know, how beautiful are the trees? I'll be thinking about people, Anna. That's okay. Not trees and leaves. I never said I'd be yeah. thinking about that as I died. You didn't have to yuck my yum <laughs> is basically like what I felt. Well, I guess it's a little bit okay that you are the kind of person. I think it's good for our kids that you're the kind of person that notices the leaves. Yeah. Because I'm not the kind of person that notices the leaves. And our kids yeah. happen to be dancing right in front of us yeah. during the broadcast. Yep. But, right now. Um. But I, on a show. But you, but I do notice. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Hey, sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.